seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Podcast. I'm Rob Pax and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Show me the show this week. As ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob. You okay? Yeah, good. How's your week been? Yeah, good. Good. Not too bad, mate. Busy. Busy week as usual, but uh, I've finished now with it being Friday. I'm off till, till uh, when am I back in work now? Tuesday. Back in work on Tuesday, so I've got uh, I've got a long weekend, mate, so I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to a match on Sunday as well. Yeah, enjoying my trip down to London. Uh, nice a tourist bus and a nice boat up the uh, up the Thames, uh, doing the touristy thing on the on the on the uh, on the Saturday. Fantastic. Yeah, yes, sounds good. Yeah, met Mark, had a chat, had a chat with him, had something to eat. You know what a nice bloke. Yeah, yeah, we got a good result for him as well, didn't we? It was a it was a good game, and I think you know all the Salford supporters that went down there had a good day, didn't they? It was a, it was a good atmosphere there on Sunday at London, very relaxed atmosphere, and it's a nice little ground that in the in the summertime. I mean, I wouldn't like to go there in the in the middle of winter, but it's uh, it was nice. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my trip down there on on Sunday, and uh, my dad planned like a little a little special special route for us. Actually, we went all around the houses to get down there, you know, to avoid the football traffic. But, uh, Man City and Liverpool playing down there, so we, we did it okay in about four hours. So same coming home as well. We enjoyed it. It was a good road trip and you know great great result as well. Yeah, mate, his brother as well, Sean. He's going to be tuning in for the podcast as well. Managed to persuade him to uh, to join the the hundreds and thousands of people that listen to us every week, which is which is great stuff. Um, so yeah, loads loads going on uh, this week. Obviously, we waited for the the transfer window uh, to close, Paul, and uh, you know unfortunately we didn't get anyone over the line by the sound of it. No, we didn't. I saw your uh, your photograph on the Facebook page of uh, Harry Watson, Harry Redknapp <laughs> in the uh, in the Gary and Watson, yeah, and uh, that made me chuckle this morning. But no, it was a, it was a shame we couldn't um, get anybody over the line. I know there's a, there's a few players that have, that have joined on on the deadline day. I think Ryan Atkins has gone to to Wakefield, hasn't he, from Warrington? You've got a list of the other players, haven't you? And yeah, it's a shame that. But uh, no, we've got Ryan Lannan extended, haven't we? And, you know that's that's a good uh, good signing for us. And you know, going off the, the result last week, I thought we looked okay. And yeah, if we could have brought somebody in, yeah, great. But we've not, and I think we, we've got to just go what we, we, we excuse me, go with what we've got now. Put the yeah. Team back in. So we've got all the news uh, coming out of the Devils this week. And look back at the win against London Broncos. We've got your academy uh, academy amateur report, um, and then we're going to preview the game against uh, Huddersfield on Sunday. So let's start with a victory against London. Uh, last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Devils were victorious against London. It finished uh, London 28, uh, Salford Devils 58. Great result for Ian Watson's men, Paul. After a week off in this uh, training uh, camp in Ireland, I was a bit concerned how the boys would come back, whether they'd be come back 
fully focused and firing. Proved me wrong, came back and smashed the Broncos. Yeah, they certainly did. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. You know, 58 points, wasn't expecting that at all. You know, I thought it might be a high-scoring sort of 30-odd, 20-odd game, but the way we put London to the sword in the first half, and particularly in that first 15 minutes with three three tries in the opening 15 minutes, you know, to go 18 points to nil up, they were dead and buried there, London, really. And I mean, I know 18 nil is not a match-winning lead, but the intensity we played the game, the speed of the, of the play, London couldn't live with us at all. And 36 points to six at half-time, you know, it was a... It was a near faultless first half. You know, we completed our sets and the sets that we didn't score on. We, you know, we put a good kick in and put London under pressure. So it was, it was a good display, and London had no answer to it in that first half. As I said, faultless display. Had there any mistakes? Completed our sets, and you know, if you play rugby league like that, you you, you win every week, wouldn't you? Because it was like the ultimate sort of rugby league, wasn't it? It was. It was a very, very professional performance. I thought uh, the team lineup was Niall Edwards at fullback, Daryl Olfert, Chris Wellham, Jake Bibby. Christian Inu, Jackson Hastings, Lola here, Adam Walker, Logan Tonkins, Gil Dudson, Josh Jones, Tyrone McCarthy and Mark Flanagan. On the bench, Joey Lusick, Lee Mossert, Greg Burke and Josh Johnson, uh, Paul. You know what I thought stood out for me? Lola here, fantastic performance from him and Jackson Hastings. Both have dictated the play and that's what you want in your halfbacks. Total control and I thought that's what he got on the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly did. Jackson Aces, I thought, was fantastic, especially when he dropped his shoulder and went through for that try. I mean, great try, that a great turn of pace for him as well. And one thing I noticed with him on Sunday, it looks like he's he's finally shook off that little niggle of injury he had. He had a bit of a I always thought he was, he was carrying a bit of a knock on his leg, wasn't that's why he wasn't kicking goals and you know, he, he He's been trying really hard in the games, but he's, he's not seemed to have had that pace, you know, off the mark to, to go through the gap at certain times. But he did, he, he did on on Sunday, and you know, he's, he's fantastic every week. But he was even better for me on on Sunday. I thought he played really well. Tui Lola here as well. He's he's gaining in experience and gaining in confidence every week now, isn't he? He's looked better every week. And, well, I thought that's the best he's probably played for us up to now. I mean, his defence was excellent at Warrington, but his overall attacking play. Against against London was really good. You know his short kicking has been fantastic, hasn't it? Since we've signed him, so yeah, he, he's getting a nice little partnership now with with Jackson Aces. But as you said, the confidence was flowing through through the side, and you, know, you, you could you could name a whole host of players that you know, I, th- I think everybody there you, you could mention there because everyone was brilliant. The game plan worked off to a T, didn't it? Forwards were good. All the backs played well. He backed up, and it was a really good display. The disappointing thing was to concede twenty eight points, but. Uh, you know, to, to score 58, it takes up doing. It was. What about nine levels as well? Hat-trick for him. You know, always busy around, around the field and, you know, top of the try-scoring charts now clear as well, which is good. Who knows, he could end up Super League's top try-scorer. Yeah, well, he's got every chance now, isn't he? 21 tries, he's three tries clear now, so... Uh... I suppose it all depends whether we finish in the top five. If we're to finish in the top five and get the extra fixtures, then uh, then possibly. But um, you know, if we finish outside the top five, then the other sides get more games, don't they? So the further we can go, the better. The more games he gets. But you no, know, Chris Wellams and other guys, isn't he? he? Was on seven seven games on the spin. Now he scored a try in, so he scored a try in the last seven games. So he wants to keep that run going, hopefully against Huddersfield. But no, Nia Levels is always in the right place at the right time. Superb support player and. Uh, you know, he links in really well with Jackson Ace. He's always on Hastings' shoulder when Hastings makes that break. So, uh, you know, he's feeding off Jackson. And, uh, you know, long may that continue. Let's hope we can get up to, to, to 30 tries. I know I was talking to Roy Ellaby on Twitter about, you know, Paul Charlton's record for tries in a season by a fullback. He's got quite a way to, to go to beat that and you know, another 10 or so tries. But you don't know if he could bag another hat-trick this week and he could be well on the way. Yeah, I knew you were going to be our stats man. I, I, I was about to say to you, I know he's close to Paul Charlton's record. I think is it, is it eight he needs? 
in the next? Um, I think Charlton scored 31 um, in 19, I think it was 73, 4 season. I'm not too sure. No, it 72, 3 season. I'm not, I had a look in my book the other day. Uh, around 72-ish, something like that. And um, I think it was 31 league tries, but I think he scored two for Cumberland as well. So it was 33 for the season. So he's at 31 and 32. So he's, he's, he's about 10 behind, isn't he? So if he could get to 30 tries, so I think that'd be that'd be great. Wouldn't it be some achievement? Uh, just looking back, I don't think they play anywhere near as many games as what they played in the 70s there. I'm not too sure how many how many league games they played that season. There's more sides in the league, wasn't there? So... Uh, I think that was before the two divisions as well. The two divisions came in about 74, I think, didn't it? So I might be wrong. It might be 73. But they, they did play a lot more games then as well. There was a lot more cup competitions as well, wasn't there? But, you know, we're, you know two, two great full-backs there. You know, our older listeners are probably saying, you know, Niles got a bit to go to catch Paul Cheltenham. Yeah, it was, a, it was an international, wasn't he? A fantastic player by all accounts. I've never seen him play, but I've heard a lot of stories from my dad. But Niall, I was to be mentioned in that same breath, I think... Um, you know, Niall deserves a lot of credit. He's done really well this season and uh, does well every season, doesn't he? I'd like to see him, uh, you know, get into the uh, the Great Britain squad. I really would because I don't yeah. think there's many fullbacks better than him in Super League. Yeah, I say fantastic fullback for us. You know, both at both ends of the field, uh, and obviously this season he's, he's getting uh, a lot of his tries settled by Jackson Hastings being the extra pivot in the line. You know, he finds a space and he gets over the line, which is which is what all top fullbacks do. It's a uh, you know, it's a gift that we have in it, Paul, and uh, you know, hopefully there are more to come, plenty more. From uh, from Art Salford's number one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, there's there's things to Niles' game that he'd want to work on, but I think that's the same with everybody, isn't it? You always want you're looking for perfection and, and to get better. So there is areas where he can improve and, and and get better. But he's still a relatively young man, isn't he? He's sort of coming towards the, the peak of his career, I suppose. Now he's he's mid twenties, isn't he? He's 24, 25. So we still got a lot left in him, and let's hope we can get him tied down on a, on a good contract at Salford because. Uh, you know, he's been there a long time now, hasn't he? He's racking up the appearances and, uh, you know, he, he's one of the, the first ones on the team sheet, I'm sure. Yeah, fantastic, uh, you know, player and part of a great team as well. Uh, obviously, after the uh, London game, I spoke to Christian Anu, uh, Logan Tompkins and Jackson Hastings uh, and this is what they have to say. So I'm joined by Christian Anu. Good win, that? Yeah, any win's a good win, so we're, we're happy to come down and, and perform. Obviously, uh, let ourselves down a bit in defence at the end, but we're we're still happy to win. Obviously, up to six in the league now, three wins on the spin. Huddersfield next Sunday, win that one. No, how far can this team go? Oh, we're our own worst enemies at times, so we just got to uh, work hard during the week and focus on who we got. And obviously, like you said, we got Huddersfield next week, so we'll we'll focus on what they've uh, what they've been. Um, Dishing out to, to other teams, so we just got to do our job and prepare how we've been preparing. It was a very solid performance, you know, throughout. I thought, uh, you know, the players played a very good competitive uh, performance throughout, and that's what you want, don't you? Yeah, we we're we we're fortunate enough. A lot of a lot of boys turned up today, and um, obviously a bit few few patchy areas, but we were lucky. Um, most boys turned it on today, so we we're we we're good. Especially obviously travelling down on the train. How did that feel? Yeah, it was all right. We. We, everyone was professional enough to prepare well and, and obviously prepare for the long journey. Uh, we, we had our recovery boots and, and a few few uh, machines to, to keep us through and keep us busy. Lucky we're on the train so we can get up and walk around too. Cheers. Big thanks to talk to us on Devon the Detail. There we go. So I'm joined by Jackson Hastings. Good win that. Yeah, it was good, mate. I suppose scoring 50, 58 points is a good thing, but um, the 28 is not very good. Uh, we spoke about that after the game. So, although we're obviously happy to win and it's a tough place to come and some teams have struggled, we're um, pretty disappointed with 28 points because if you concede that against um, you know, a couple of other sides, you're going you're to get beat. So, 
you know, we've got to learn from, from the little errors that cost us tries and, and, and just be more professional. But obviously very happy to get the two points and go home with a win. Yeah, three wins on the spin. Now at the back end of the season, how fast is team going? Oh, as far as as far as we can, as far as we want, sort of thing. You know what I mean? I suppose at the start of the year we, we were given no chance, and I suppose now people are starting to half take it serious. But if you want to keep winning, you got to put four or five games together. You know what I mean? To get into that top that top five. So we've done nothing yet. We're still not even there. But uh, I suppose we've got Huddersfield next week on Sunday. We are on one for the disappointing performance on Sky. So uh, we'll be raring to go come Sunday. Yeah, last week you walking around with a big moon boot on. Didn't look like it out there. Played out your skin. Yeah, it was more of a fashion statement. <laughs> right. But um, no, nah, you know, I just got a bit of a knock towards the back end of the game last week and uh, my foot sort of swelled up. So uh, obviously didn't go to Ireland, stayed back, rehab, train, had the boot on, then just went away for, for a bit of sun and, and the, the swelling sort of went down a few pints. So uh, you know, it was nothing to worry about. It was just more precaution, and the physios uh, looked after me, so ready to go for this week. Cheers, big thank talk to. That's very card button. So I'm joined by Logan Tomkin. Good win, that. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a great win for us. It's uh, it's a tricky place to come, London, but we knew that if we started well, uh, we've had a big emphasis on our, our middles trying to play quite aggressive and uh, just sort of trying to be dominant in the first 10-15 minutes and you know against a team like London that's what you have to do because if they get a leg up in the first you know 20 minutes they'll they'll kick on for the rest of the game but I think we played played to our game plan quite well but defence needed a bit of work you know we shouldn't be leaking that many points uh, so it's stuff to work on but we'll take that win any day. Obviously now three on the spin you had a week off in Ireland was it in your head thinking obviously getting back to that sort of intense level you showed in the previous two games? Yeah, Ireland was great. We uh, recharged our batteries a bit and you know let a bit of steam off, and it, it was good for us. But we was fully aware of what we had to do when we got back. So you know, it's it, it, like I said, we reset ourselves and uh, we went again. And you know, these games are so important for us, especially you know coming to places like London and getting a win. It's a massive result, and uh, you know it puts us in good stead to get that playoff position now, which is what we're aiming for. Yeah, Uddersfield on on Sunday, we can win that. We could move further up the league. How far can this team go? Well, we're going to take it a week at a time. Uh, you know, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But like I said, we're, we're going to cement our playoff spot. Uh, but we will take it one week at a time. You know, we'll uh, we'll have a day off now. Then we'll we'll reassess and we'll you know preview uh, Huddersfield and you know we'll just like again press our reset button and you know think about what we have to do to win that game and stick it as it comes. Yeah, obviously playoffs. We don't really get into playoffs very often. You know, this this the playoff sort of performance a few good wins in that sequence this club could really go somewhere couldn't it yeah that's the thing uh, you know if you play well at the end of the year it almost nullifies what happened at the start of the year so there's no point starting well and dying off which is what Salford have done a couple of times we've been guilty of that having a small squad but this year we've uh, we've been managed really well and you know like, like the trip going to Ireland you know it gives us a bit of time for our bodies to recover and uh, yeah, we're feeling fresh and you know nothing's nothing impossible, and we're playing really well. There's no reason why we can't be competing to get to that you know that grand final. Brilliant! Big thanks. Talk to us in Devon detail. So that was Christian New, Logan Tompkins, and Jackson Hastings talking to me after the game, Paul. And obviously, all very happy with the result, but fully focused on where this team's going and next challenge ahead. Yeah, certainly. I think they all enjoyed their uh, the, the trip to Ireland, didn't they? The, the team bonding and. And what happened there? So they had a good break, didn't they, with the Challenge Cup semi-finals, and they came back refreshed, didn't they? And uh, you know, London didn't they look like they'd, uh, they'd been working all week? So um, you know, it was good to see us looking refreshed. And we've, the good thing is we've had a week off now to the Huddersfield game, with it being Sunday to Sunday. So that's going to be another tough test, as we'll speak about afterwards. But no, the players look good. They really did. The only thing that 
that annoyed me was conceding that 28 points. But I think you've got to give London a lot of credit because they, they do score a lot of points on that. It's a short pitch as well at London. And, uh, you know, they, they've scored some points on that this season. And I think at one stage in that, that second half, we was, I think it was 52-12 up, wasn't we? So it was, the game was over as a contest. But no, it was a thoroughly professional performance. Yeah, all the listeners who play podcast bingo, I asked all three players the same question. How far can this team go? Uh, and they all, they all seem to answer the, the same way that, you know, who knows how far these teams go. As long as we keep putting the performances in, you know, uh, the, you know the world is, is, is there to be taken. And, you know, I think they're all right. I think, obviously, we're, we're moving forward. We've got to keep winning, obviously, Paul. That's the important thing because we are the chasing pack, aren't we? So we keep the pressure on the other teams and they slip up. Who knows what happens? Yeah, it's funny. I was I was chatting to my dad yesterday about about the top five and how far we can go. And my dad's a, a cautious soul for support. You know, he's, he's seen a lot over the years and been let down quite a few times. But he was saying, you know, if, if we were to finish fifth, and I think fifth probably about as high as we can go. And I think you know, if you're thinking about fourth and third, we're probably a bit too far behind to, to catch those. So if we were to finish fifth, you're probably looking at maybe I don't know. It could be Catalans. It could be Wigan. But looking at Warrington's result last night, they got beat. So they're sort of drifting a bit now. Warrington could wind up finishing fourth. So we'd probably have to go somewhere like Warrington away in the playoffs. And we've won there twice already this season. So you think, you're think starting to think, well, we, we could win there. We could, we could we could do a job there. So whether it be Catalan, Wigan, Warrington or Hull or whatever, who finishes fourth and we finish fifth, right? I think we could get into fifth place. I think then you've got the momentum. Then If we're going to, if we're going to finish fifth, Rob, we're going to probably have to win most of our games now to the end of the season. And if we do that, we'll be on a fantastic run of form. And sometimes it's that side that's on the good form that carries it on into the playoffs. And then, who knows, momentum's a, a great thing, isn't it? Once you build that, that momentum and everybody's pulling in the right direction, you know, sometimes you can be unstoppable, can't you? So if we can get in the five, I think we could be uh, could be with a great chance. Yeah, I think it's all about how you deal with the pressure of, of, of the games coming up. Because obviously, as long as you keep winning, if other people start dropping off, that's when you start believing and think, you know, we can do this. We can do this. And now it's how the players react to that extra bit of pressure that's put on them by us fans and obviously by themselves and Ian Watson and creating something. Because obviously this team, or this team, this club, Salford don't get into the playoffs very often, Paul. So to achieve a playoff place is a massive, massive thing for us. Um, so to be a team that gets in the playoffs and then start competing in them, that would be you know another level stuff, wouldn't it? Well, definitely, yeah. I think when you look, it'd be a remarkable achievement. If you look at the squad, we've only got 25, 24, 25 players in the squad compared to some clubs who've got 30-odd, late 30s, 40 players in the team and plus academies and A-teams and God knows what else. So to get in the top five with 25 players, and, and don't forget you, you've had a couple out injured, you know, like Ed Chamberlain who's missed the whole season. So, um, and, and Greg Johnson's been out for most of it as well. So, to do it with that amount of players, I think Ian Watson and his team, his staff, they, they deserve all the plaudits in the world, wouldn't they, to make the top five? Because you said that at the start of the season, most pundits and supporters from outside the, our, our our club had us down for the bottom two, didn't they, with London Broncos. And uh, I remember reading all the pundits and their, their predictions that they like to do, and no fair play to them. And nobody expected it, so if we had to, to get fifth, I think... You know, People might start taking notice that now because even now you look at the, the Sky people and, and what have you. Everyone still seems to overlook us now. I was watching the Warrington and Catalans game last uh, last Saturday evening, and um, I think the commentator at the end of that game sort of said, "Oh, Castleford play um, was it the Hull Kingston Rovers tomorrow in their fight for the top five. But he never said anything about Salford playing 
London. So it's like everybody sort of overlooks us anyway, don't they? So you know, let them keep doing that because uh, you know, we've done remarkably well this season. And I'm still confident we can make that top five. The only thing is, it's a shame we don't play Wigan, we don't play Catalan again, we don't play Cass again. You know, those sides around us, we're playing Hull and Warrington, but the other sides are sort of below us in the table. But that's ideal for us to pick the points up. It is, it is Paul, but people overlook us because we're not normally there. If we're there, and obviously this season, we've got to take it a game at a time, and we've got to take it a season at a time. We finish as high as we can this season, but then next season, it's all about repeating the feat, and then repeating the feat again the next season, and people then start thinking, oh, Salford will be in the, the six, you know, in the, in the mix for, 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 the, for, for next season, and the more you do it, the more people start recognising you, and the more people start mentioning you, and then, you know, our profile grows, and, and that's the important thing, I think, for us. It's building our profile both in the game and outside the bubble as well because it's a tough, it's a tough gig in it breaking up that top six, top eight, you know, cartel. Uh, and we're the new boys on the block, and hopefully, you know, we can keep this momentum going, Paul. Keep the fight, keep the players, and and keep moving forward because this club, you know, if if we get in that top eight consistently, top six, top five, you know, this could go somewhere, and it's just a matter of getting there and staying there. Well, yeah, it is. If you look back over the last sort of God knows how many years, we've seen to have maybe one, perhaps two good seasons every ten years, and the rest of the, the other eight seasons are, are mediocre, aren't they? And seasons of struggle. So, yeah, it's all about being consistent now, isn't it? And if you want to build a successful club and build a fan base and you know get people excited about us and talking about us, you've got to be consistent. You know, you, you can't afford to. So I finished fifth this season, and then you're know, back be back fighting relegation again next season. So um, you know it's going to be difficult again next season. Like we, I was talking the other day about you know what Ian Watson's done with it, the way he's rebuilt this side. I mean, three times he's, he's sort of built, rebuilt the, the side now, hasn't he? And done an amazing job as well. But no, let's just just carry on with this season now. We, to, to me, it just starts on Sunday against Huddersfield. That's going to be a very tricky game. Like, and if we can get past that one, then you start thinking about Hull FC the week after. But it's got to be. I know it's an old cliche, and I've said that loads this season. But it is. It's one game at a time now for me. It is. Looking at the stats, uh, Josh Johnson, top tackle, well, top tackle 26. Uh, Josh Jones, 21. Um, Greg Burke, 22. Tyrone McCaffrey, 29. Um, obviously, we did a lot of attacking, didn't we? So we didn't really do have much tackling. Uh, but still, 30 tackles from Tyrone McCaffrey is a fantastic effort. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, well, we've said that about Tyrone, haven't we? The last last few months or so, he's really come into his own, hasn't he? Since he got back into the side, and you um, know he works really hard, works tirelessly as well. And um, you know, he did put himself about in, uh, on Sunday as London Broncos, and he does every week, doesn't he? Uh, he works really hard for a guy who's not the, the biggest guy in the world. He, he's not a blockbusting forward. That's not his game. His, his game is, is work ethic and, and defending, and uh, you know he's clever with the ball as well. But you no, know, he was excellent against Tyrone McCarthy. Yeah, top meter makers, uh, Josh Johnson, 93, uh, Lola here, 125, Josh Jones, 138, um, Adam Walker, 67, Tyrone McCarthy, 71, uh, Christian Union, 136, uh, and Tyrone McCarthy, uh, sorry, and uh, Jackson Hastings, 202. So, Jackson Hastings with 202, obviously, he ran about maybe 40 yards to score, didn't he? Uh, but 202 is a fantastic uh, achievement, that. Yeah, it certainly is. He made a couple of breaks, didn't he, in that in that game? So uh, I remember him making the break for the for the Nile Levels try as well, and he, he did. He was all over the place, wasn't he? Covered every sort of blade of grass, didn't he, on uh, on Sunday? And uh, you know that that's why he's up there for the uh, the Man of Steel run, isn't it? In that Albert Goldfarb medal as well. You know, he's right up there in both. So 
it'd be great if he if he could win that Man of Steel. It really would because uh, you know that there's not many players work as hard as he does. Let's put it this way, and um, you know his, his commitment to the cause is just outstanding. Yeah, I think the only thing that probably, well worries me. Obviously, Hastings off to Wigan in it. Who steps up to that plate? Who becomes the new leader? Who becomes the new make it happen man? Obviously, Ian Watson, that's his job, isn't it, to find the, the next Jackson Hastings to come through. Um, I'm sure he'll be looking at it, because obviously he'll always be planning for next season. Uh, he's been fantastic for us, like, like, like you said, Jackson Hastings. A total breath of fresh air, um, and you know who knows what might happen. Hopefully, Ian Watson might, might find somebody. Obviously, it won't be another Jackson Hastings, but somebody who can do similar stuff and keep us moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think it's going to be difficult to find another Jackson Hastings. He's sort of one of those players that comes along every sort of generation, isn't he? And I mean, you know, we've not seen many guys like that in the, the time I've watched Salford. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be difficult. But, you know, I don't like to compare players to other players. Every player's, a, you know, a man in his own right, isn't he? So the, the players that do come in next season, I don't. I think it'd be harsh to compare them to Jackson Hastings. You've just got to get behind those players. You know, players will come in and, and do the best. So whoever we've got there next season... You know, it won't be Jackson Easton's, it'll be whoever and, and whoever that is, we've got to get behind them and, and see what we can get out of them. But, you know, he's a special player, Jackson Easton. It's been a privilege to watch him at Salford and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he fits into things at Wigan. You know, Wigan are like a rugby league institution, aren't they? And, you know, the current Super League champions and I would say they're probably going to be there or thereabouts. But, you know, he's going to have some world-class players around him at, at Wigan as well. So, uh, we'll see how he goes. But he's still got the, uh, the five games left at Salford now and hopefully a few more if we can get into the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be going to be fascinating in the next five games, Paul. Uh, you spoke to Ian Watson after the game, and this is what I have to say. Coach's corner. <laughs> Ian Watson, three wins from three, 58 points. You must be very pleased about to come down here and win by 30 points. Yeah, really pleased in the, in the way that we've obviously got the job done, the way we approach the game. Obviously, we're a little bit disappointed as a group and as a team at conceding the 28 points overall as well, because that, that matters to us defensively. It matters, and we, we know we need to be better in that area, but really, it's job done. What was the most pleasing part, especially for that first half? Was it the intensity and the attitude that you seemed to come down here with? I think it was where we started the game. We started with some real energy as well. The way we carried the ball was good. We completed our sets well, and then we kicked into pockets. We, we gave a couple of penalties away on our first few kicks, though, in... Um, on transitions, which was a little bit disappointing, but we came back and we attacked them, which is what we spoke about. Um, and I think Niles' um, try-saving tackle underneath the post, I thought that kind of put the game in our in our fa- favour, really, to be fair, because we came down the other end and we scored from off that as well, and then it opened the game up to a 24-6 point ball game rather than... Um, Potentially a 18-12 game or 16-12, whatever it was at that time. Jackson Asins will undoubtedly get the plaudits for this game. He was excellent again. Tui Lola here, though. You must be absolutely delighted with the performance he's putting in. His shot-kicking game was excellent yeah. again. How pleased are you with it, the way yeah. he's coming on as a player and a person as well? Yeah, no, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant addition to the teammate, to be fair. He's, he, he's more than what we could have asked for at this point in the season. I think he's a player that will suit us playing in these bigger games and coming towards the end of the season when they play off. He doesn't play with kind of any pressure on him. He's relaxed and he's playing football and playing with his eyes up as well. And he's certainly getting stuck into his D work as well, which you can see he's put his body around there. But I think all our spine's been really good. I think Logan Tompkins deserves a special mention, to be fair, in his performances over the last few weeks. I think he's, he's enabled us to be really, really solid. And 
really kind of disciplined with how we play at the start of games. So there's probably a big rap there for Logan as well as the North. Like you say, Jacko will get plaudits. Have you changed the tactics with Logan Thompson by starting him as a starting hook and having Joey on the bench? Yep. Because since you've done that, Logan, he seems to have really upped his game. Now we're playing a quicker player the ball and you notice that in the first half how quickly we were playing the ball. London couldn't live with us at that speed yep. of, of play. No, well, we have because obviously Joey's more of an attacking footballer. Um, Logan's very, very defensively sound. He's, he gets through a lot of work, a lot of work you don't see, a lot of off-the-ball stuff. And he's making sure we're really tidy at the beginning of the game. And then when the players are starting to tire and fatigue, that's when we can introduce Joey and let him start to attack on there as well. Um, I'm not saying Joey's a weak defender because he's a good defender, but Logan's just very, very disciplined in what he does there. And that's probably coming from a background at Wigan where their mentality... Um, from when he was there was about defence first and he gives us that solidness and in attack as well he's starting to play with some nice deception around the rook and getting us on the front foot at this moment in time so I think he's done really well for us Logan With it being the Challenge Cup last week you had a break you had a little I'm not going to say jolly up a little holiday <laughs> tra holiday and training camp we'll call it in Ireland yep. how much has that benefited for you because we know we spoke before about the, the close-knitness of this team yep. and the close bond that must have done you even the world of good Yeah I think it's it was an important time for us to do that as well with a week off as well on the back of two wins as well it was a good opportunity for the boys to get away from rugby just to get to know each other away from rugby as well it's like when you when you're day in day out and it's just rugby 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 it becomes a little bit kind of confusing sometimes to the players but when they can get away and know each other differently and what they're like in just everyday life they get to understand each other and get better relationships and build on that as well and I think that was probably what the island trip gave us to be fair and all the boys were, were brilliant on there as well and we fully really had a good time there. Looking at the results today, Castle would have lost, yeah. the whole kicks are over, that's done you the world of good but for you and the players now it's about concentrating I suppose on each week as it comes, Huddersfield next week yeah. You, do you all then won after the performance against them a few weeks ago? Yeah, dead right we do. We were disappointed with the way we played that game. Um, they came off a big hiding against Wakefield. They're coming off a big hiding against Leeds this week as well, so it's similar in terms of what happened last time. And then they came to our place and I thought they defended really well and they turned up um, for each other. Um, we started well, but I think then the break didn't help us and we dropped our intensity from that point and that's something that we won't be looking to do again as well and especially if we want to be a playoff team then we can't afford to do that so this one will be a real test of us for them this week against James Having the pressure of going for the playoffs is it a nicer pressure than having than being at the bottom because at the moment <laughs> who's going to go down out of that, yeah. that league there's so many teams on so many like 18 points now yeah. it's it must be nice to not be involved in that at the Yeah moment. I can stand it now and say I'm not bothered now yeah. <laughs> but yeah no look I'd love London um, to cause a few more upsets going forward as well um, just kind of to spice it up a little bit really more than anything and I think London have done great throughout the season as well some of the players have been kind of top notch they've got a lot of players in the in the top 10 of individual performances through Super League I mean we featured them this week heavily uh, people like Reese Williams is in four of the top 10 brackets for certain things Elliot Keir's another one Luke Yates is another one um, Abdul as well Kieran Dixon they've got players who are kind of performing at a really really high level I just think obviously when teams come down here as well and if they are slightly off it that's when these catch them um, for us that was what we made sure we didn't have today so we highlighted that they'd earned the respect as a team and we needed to respect that Have you drummed it into your players the, the attitude of every game is vital importance now you can't afford an error because with Catalan, Castleford, Wigan going for that top five yeah. they're all winning games you must be the same there's no margin of error is there? Yeah no they, they, know, they know mate they know Greg Burke um, said it yesterday he pulled everybody in yesterday and he just said look if we lose here um, if you want to get your mentality right if we lose here at London today we probably kissed uh, the playoffs goodbye um, so we knew coming here that we had to prepare the right way and the good thing is the players are leading that 
Greg Burke led it yesterday in training. Um, Lee Mossabon flash spoke about it. Jacko's consistently on about it as well, and Tui since he come in as well. So all the boys know um, it's just about making sure that our preparation and, like I say, our performances are good. Thanks for speaking to us, Ian. I'll see you next week, mate. Thank Cheers, you. Paul. So, Paul, that was Ian Watson talking to yourself after the game. Very happy with the result. Yeah, he certainly was. I think he was delighted with that, and uh, you know, delighted with the uh, with the performance as well and to score. 58 points away from home. I need to have a look in the scorebook, actually. I think that might be our record in Super League. I don't think we've scored 60 points before in the Super League match. I'm not too sure. I'll have to check that out. But I'm sure that's our record win against uh, London. I remember scoring 48 down there and 44 down there. But I don't think we've scored over 50 against the Broncos. So 58 points in a, in a match is, is you know, fantastic. 10 tries. And if you look at the last couple of weeks as well, we've got 40 against Catalans at home and a big win. And, you know, the Warrington win away from home as well. So we're on a good run of form at the moment and uh, you know, let's hope that continues this weekend. Should Ian Watson be concerned about us kind of leaking points at the end of the game, do you think? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, he will be because he's a perfectionist, isn't he? And uh, No, he, that would have disappointed him. That I think at one stage in that second half, as I said before, it was 52-12. 52-12 with... Uh, with 20 minutes to go, and they got a, a burst of tries that they Matt Fleming and uh, Adi Bay scored for, for London. They got, they got two quick tries there, and you know that didn't put back into the game, but it gave the game a bit of a bit of a sort of more comforting scoreline for the, the London supporters. Really, but 52-12 with 20 minutes to go there. Yeah, perhaps the players took their eye off the ball slightly, but I suppose it's only human nature. And you scored 58 points, you work your socks off there, and they are human at the end of the day, aren't they? It was a red hot day as well down there, very humid at pitch side as well, so. I'm not making excuses for him, but I think one thing that would please me is, yeah, you conceded 28, but you've scored 58, so you've won by 30. So all the points difference was pretty good anyway. So if you'd have said to Ian Watson at the start of the week, you're going to go down to London and win by 30 points, you know, 30, 30 points on your points difference, I think you'd have bit your hand off for that. So so I'm not too concerned about it, mate, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you, Paul. I think it was great being on the other side of the coin, because obviously, some, well, past history, we're the ones scrapping, aren't we? trying to find some, we go to places like you know, Leeds and Warrington uh, and Wigan and just trying to grind something out, but this time we were on the other side of the coin, weren't we? You know, we went to London Broncos uh, and obviously, you know, got a, built a big lead in it and London Broncos, you know, tried to stay in the game for as long as they could, Paul, and, and it kind of showed a lot of signs where we, we were as a club where we'd be scrapping against a team that were better than us. Uh, so it's good, I think, that we were on the other side of the coin today uh, and moving forward, it's going to be fantastic as well. Yeah, it was. I, I just thought we were head and shoulders above London. It looked like we were playing a championship side. We just blew them away, absolutely blew them away. And they've done pretty well at home this season, haven't they? They've been tough to beat. They beat Saints down there twice. They beat Wigan down there. So they, And Wakefield, they've hammered them twice. So they're a tough side to beat down there on that pitch. They know that pitch. They train on it all week, don't they? And uh, I just thought we came out for a minute one, didn't we? And just, just blew them away. So... Uh, no, that's it's a, it's a good result, and we beat London three times this season, and three very convincing performances. We beat them quite comfortably down there twice, and, and nilled them at home. So, uh, you know, at the start of the season, if you'd have said you want to get in the top five, you'd have been saying, "Well, the three games against London, there's six points. We've got to target those matches." And I think going into games now, I don't, I don't think we we do target games anymore. I think we go to, into every game now, especially as this season's gone on, you know, to, to win that match because. We don't seem to have that fear anymore now in matches. You know, we've, we've been away from home this season and done some tremendous. Uh, you know, seven wins away from home is, is a great return up to now. So, uh, so yeah, it's exciting times, mate. Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Colin Reynolds, uh, winners in red, is man of the match with Jackson Hastings. 
Bob Sutton, uh, job well done. Uh, Julia Coleman, Hattrick Hero, uh, Irman the match was Niall Evels. Uh, Chris and Janet Shenton, fantastic team performance. Uh, Nair Man of the Match was Nia Levels and Tui Lola here. Uh, Colin Wilson, Dare We Dream. Um, his Man of the Match was a split decision between Jackson Ace and Lola here uh, and Nia Levels. People keep slip, splitting Man of the Matches, Paul, which, which might become a problem at the end of the season when we do the, uh, the Man of the Match uh, award. Uh, Roy Ellaby, two points away. Uh, Lola here. Uh, Richie B, must be, must be Lola here. Um, Lee, another quality performance, Lola here. Uh, and Steve Bennett, top class hour, uh, and his man of the match was uh, Jackson Hastings. So, had a bit of a mix that that, uh, that week, Paul. Lola here, uh, Evels, and Jackson Hastings. Are your yeah, I don't think you can argue with that. Don't think you can argue with that at all. I thought Josh Jones played pretty well as well. He, he looked unstoppable at times, and uh, London really really struggled to deal with it. You know, he's a hot stepper, isn't he, Jones? He's such a big guy as well. He's hard to tackle. He does move really well on, on off both feet and I thought he had a really good game. And Chris Wellham looked dangerous every time he got the ball. I think we did. Every time we, we was in possession, we looked capable of scoring and uh, the forwards put big shifts in, didn't they? Gil Dudson again worked hard. Adam Walker, I thought, had a really good game as well. So you could have probably named anybody man of that match. You know, the, the four subs, Burt, Lussick, Mossop and Johnson who all came on all did really well, so uh, but yeah, I don't think you can look past past Evels, Hastings, and and Tuilola here. Delighted for Tuilola here, though, as we've said before, you know he's um, had a season of um, adversity really, hasn't he? At Leeds and you know been kicked out of there and and moved on to Salford and you know he's really come out of his shell now, hasn't he? And playing some really good stuff, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do this this weekend in front of the home supporters at the AJ Bell. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Uh, he's obviously settled in uh, fantastically well at Salford. A lot of people were wondering, weren't they, at the beginning, of, you know, when he first started. But, you know, last couple of games he showed, you know, very good touches uh, and the obvious talent he's got. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty more for him uh, in the next uh, coming weeks, months and years at Alfred Devils. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, the big test for him will be next season when he's had a full pre-season at, at, at Solver with his, with his side now and we can get him into... Uh, you know, the, the fitness we want him to be in. I mean, at Leeds, uh, I don't know what they do there, but, you know, the, the players that play at Salford, Greg Brown gets them in great condition, doesn't he? And I'm sure with a full pre-season behind him, he'll be even fitter and sharper and faster and stronger as well. So, uh, so yeah, positive signs for Tula Lee because he's a very talented player. Yeah, so that's our review of the London game, Paul. And next up, we'll look at all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So, news coming out of the uh, the club this week, Paul. Transfer deadline day today. And we were ang- we were umming and ahhing, weren't we, in the week, whether we were going to do one late and do or do one early. Um, we decided to do it late because we thought we might have one in the bag. Uh, but it didn't quite come off by the look of it. <laughs> We've waited all week, haven't we, for some, for some special news. But not to worry, not to worry. We're, uh, we're here now, aren't we? And uh, We'll just have to go with what we've got, won't we? Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing. Obviously, this, this team have took us to, to where, where we are and you've got to keep confidence in them that they can keep going. Because that's what it's all about, is keep playing at the level you're playing at to take us to, to where we need to be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think we, we, we've got the guys in the, in the squad that are capable now. We've we proved that. We're on a, a good run out. We have uh, three wins on the spin now. So, and we've got a couple of games coming up that are definitely winnable, definitely winnable this, this, this weekend against Huddersfield. So, you know, regarding the transfers, like, yeah, it'd have been great to get somebody in, but I'm not too worried to be honest because you know, sometimes it can take players a, a bit of time to settle in and 
Yeah, we've got a small squad, but I think the lads that are there now, they're all gelled together, haven't they, and uh, working hard for each other, so I think we'll just uh, have to just put up with that now. Yeah, there was a bit of, there was a bit of, uh, bit of work done. Uh, Ryan Lannan extended his loan deal uh, with us uh, till the end of the season. That's good news for, for Salford. He's been our standout forward over the last few weeks. Um, so, yeah, very good. Hopefully he'll continue that form. Yeah, yeah, he's worked really hard the last few weeks, hasn't he, Ryan Lannan? I know he... Um, he had a, a bit of a, a problem, a bit of an injury, didn't he, after the uh, the Catalan game and uh, he missed the game at London, didn't he? So um, I'm sure he'll be back in contention. I've not seen the squad. Is he in the squad for this uh, for Sunday? Oh, you asked me then. Oh, never mind. The listeners don't know. We'll have a look in a minute while I'm while you're <laughs> Okay, sorry. Uh, other other news. Uh, Connor Aspey uh, has been uh, well signed to witness under 19s till the end of the season. That's going to be great for him. Uh, obviously, gives him game time, gives him experience. And then when he comes back next season, he'll be a bigger and better player for it. Well, yeah, that's the that's the only problem. You don't have that under nineteen. Do you? you need your players, you know, especially like Connor. They need to be playing week in week out, don't they? And, you know, playing Super League is probably a big test for Connor. He's only a young kid, isn't he? He's probably not that physical, physically big enough at the moment to play regular and week in week out. So anything he can get at under nineteen level is good experience for him. You know, playing at a good standard as well against good young players. So uh, it's only going to benefit him going forward, isn't it? And uh, yeah, we'll be expecting big things from him next season. He'll be another year older, won't he? He'll be doing his uh, weights and that in the close season, you know, getting bigger as well. So, uh, so yeah, he's an, he's an exciting player. He really is. You know, we saw him in those friendly games at the start of the season. So uh, that's what he carries on his progression when he goes there. In case you were wondering, Ryan Lannan is in the 19 uh, for the uh, for the field uh, game on Sunday. Bit of a cheeky look while you were talking there, Paul. Um, Obviously, there's been a few transfers, haven't there, in, in the transfer window. I broke down a few of them. Uh, we've got Morgan Escalay. Uh, he's gone to Wakefield uh, from Wigan. Matty Smith, he's gone from Catalan to Warrington. Uh, Jordan Johnson has gone from Widnes to Hull. Ryan Atkins, like you said before, has gone to Wakefield. Uh, Adam is it Margaret Maretta has gone to Wakefield. Um, so what do you think, out of them, who's, who's the biggest transfer, do you reckon, that's gone to a... Another club. Escalade is a good player, isn't he? Wakefield have been very busy there. I think you said three players there have gone to Wakefield, haven't they? Ryan Atkins have gone today. Atkins is a good centre. Started his career at, at Wakefield. He was there about ten years ago, wasn't he? And he's, he's probably played at Warrington a, about a decade now, hasn't he? Played a lot of games for them. Been very, very prolific playing at Warrington and a, a good player there. So I think Wakefield have done some good, good business there. And I think with Wakefield. They're, they're in dire straits, aren't they, at the moment? They've got 18 points on a real terrible run of form and they're desperate for a result, aren't they? And uh, they were looking to, to, to get a win this week. I think they play Hull this, this weekend, so that's that's a massive game for them. The Matty Smith um, transfer, I heard about that last night on the radio and uh, that was a surprise, uh, really. But I suppose with the injury they picked up to Blake Austin on, on, on Saturday, just gone. They were, they were always going to sign something. Like I'm not so sure how long Blake Austin's out for, but... He did look um, like he'd done his ankle in there, so I mean, he's a big, going to be a big miss for them. Um, and obviously, they, they lost Kevin Brown for the season as well. So I didn't see the Matty Smith one coming, but I know that he played last night and they got beat Warrington, so I don't know how he went on last night. But you know, they, they need somebody in there, don't they? So that'll be an interesting one to see how it develops because Warrington are on a bit, of a bit of a poor run of form in the league at the moment. Yeah, I think obviously with Blake Austin on the sidelines now, that gives Jackson Aitings. If he keeps his level of performance up as, as he is at the moment, surely a clear run to Man of Steel. 
Yeah, yeah, you just got to keep playing well, haven't you? Don't think you can take your eye off the ball. I suppose there's going to be other players in there as well, isn't there? That, you know, because because the voting and what have you now, it goes sort of secret now, doesn't it? You don't you don't see it now to the end of the season, you know, to to, to build the tension of it all. So I'm sure knowing rugby league is the sport we do, there'll be a few surprises and what have you. But no, Jackson's very consistent, isn't he? You know, what what you see is what you get with him. You, you get the same sort of level of performance from him every week. It's not. I can't think of him having. Any poor games this season, really. So I would have thought he'd be up there again on Sunday. I'm sure he's going to be our go-to player, and you know, touch wood, he can stay clear of injuries now for the next sort of five games, and then we can go for it in the playoffs. But no, he deserves to be up there, Rob, because he's been excellent this season. That's a shame for Blake Austin, but I'm not so sure on his injury. So you know, hopefully for, for Warrington, he'll come back because you know I'm not a Warrington supporter, but you want to see the best players playing, don't you? And um, I think it'd be great if Jackson Aces could still beat him if he comes back from injury. Yeah, other. News in the world of rugby league, Paul. Just interested, really. Uh, Toronto um, and Catalan Dragons. Toronto have pulled their TV deal, uh, where they were showing the games, uh, you know, throughout their season. They've stopped doing, decided to stop doing that, uh, moving into the playoffs. And Catalan Dragons, their kind of TV deal with a French TV company, uh, is coming to an end as well. You know, people talk about expanding the game. Is, is that a bad sign that, that Toronto and Catalan? aren't able to draw that sort of a TV audience um, you know to, to, to watch Rugby League is that kind of a sort of an opposite thing of what the Rugby League wanted is it to reach out to people who aren't in the uh, M62 corridor uh, well, yeah, uh, regarding Catalan I'm not too sure I mean you look at the, the, the Dragons they do a fantastic job don't they in Perpignan and you look at their attendances you know they, they it's quite a poor area, isn't it, Perpignan? It's not the richest sort of place in France and there's not a lot of money floating about. And their crowds are really good, aren't they? They get more or less a full house every week. So the the, um, the interest in that area of France is, you know, is, is mega for rugby league, isn't it? You get a lot of crowds at some of the other clubs there. So I don't, I've got a problem with Catalan. I, I don't really know the ins and outs of their TV deal. Regarding Toronto, I'm still not so sure whether Toronto's working, I must admit. I mean, we sometimes see their attendances on the telly. How many free tickets do they give away because when you see people at the match, I think we've mentioned it before, it doesn't look like anybody's watching the game, apart from the away team who's gone there, because all the other people are just wandering about. So I don't really know what the longevity is with, with Toronto. Me, personally, I mean, I'm all for expanding the game. It, that, that's great, but I don't really agree with having a team on another continent, you know, as far away as Canada, in the, in the Super League. I just don't think it works. I don't think the logistics of it work. I think it's a bit daft, to be honest with you, but... That's up to the rugby league. In a, in a sort of a selfish way, I, I don't really want Catalan to get promoted because I don't want to have to trek all the way over there to, 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 to Canada. So I don't know. What's your what's your opinion on that? For me, I'm in, I'm into expanding the game, but I don't know what sort of Catalan and Toronto bring to the game, sort of locally. We'll call it nationally. They'll bring you know people outside the bubble into the into the into the sport. Just TV revenue. Apart from you know being dropped, you'd hope they'd be able to pick it up, but or some other program, some other TV uh, station will, will pick you know the, the games up and it'll carry on as it is. Um, but my only concern is like locally, because obviously we rely, teams rely on people going through the gates, don't they? And we go to Catalan and we go to Toronto, and it's a big day out. Everybody turns up, don't they, for, for them games? They treat it like a holiday, don't they? And yeah. you know, two thousand South fans rock up in in Catalan every every year, and we have a big party, and it's a fantastic weekend, right? Two thousand, 
Catalan come to it to us, and you'll get five people. How is that? How is that fair on on the, the teams in our league? But we got well, them, and we get we generate you know money for them, but then we get three people. Ours. Same with yeah, same with Toronto. Even their point of view, but they're, they're playing away every other week, aren't they? This is true. Whereas whereas we only go there once a season. I mean, you can't expect. As I've said before, it's a poor area to depend on. You've only got to go around there. And there's not a lot of money, is there's quite a lot. Sort of um, poverty on the streets and whatever. I don't think it's the most affluent place. So you're asking those poor people to to come and to trek over to to England every other week. It's not going to happen, really, is it? Regarding what they bring, I think it helps the international game in France. Doesn't having a professional side in the Super League. You look how how, how well the French team have played since since Catalan come into the league. They've improved sort of tenfold. And I think that's strong. Strong for the international game. That's what you want. You've only got to look at sort of Papua New Guinea now, and they they've come into it and. You've got more, you know, when the World Cup was on Tonga as well. These sides, it's so much better when when, when teams are competing, aren't they? And, you know, France have done so. I think that that does work. I mean, regarding Canada, I don't really know what they sort of bring to the table, really. But you know, Catalan's a, there's a, a strong tradition there in the south of France, isn't it? I've not got a problem with them being super league. To be honest, with you. I'd like to see another French team. I'd love to lose to get promoted, and that'd be great. And you can have a bit of a French derby in there, but. I don't know. It's expansions are a funny thing in the league, and I suppose everybody's got their own opinion on it. Yeah, the thing is, we have we have twelve sides. Is it twelve sides we have now in the league? Yeah, yeah. We've got twelve sides. We've got Catalan. We've got London, Toronto, and then they're talking about New York. They're talking about um, Russia. They're talking about Amsterdam. If you keep adding these teams to our league, you're going to have less. You're going to have less opportunity to generate funds because you won't have the opposition fans coming. You might get a handful, which is fair enough. Fair play to the people who manage to grab a flight every week and, and go and watch the match. You know that's my ultimate respect. That, but other clubs like us, we can't function on five people coming through the gate away. You know, for away fans, if that makes sense. I think I'm all, I'm all yeah, for expanding the game. To. I'm all, I'm all up for expanding the game, Paul, but yeah. you, what you've got to do, I think you've got to make sure that they expand their area. Fair enough, yeah. they've, got to come into, they've got to come in, and I get that. And the way sort of Super League is, Super League should be really looking at this and saying, right, fair enough, if you want you know, the teams from Canada and France and Belgium or, or New York, what the, what the Super League should do is, is give you sort of some money to it and say, look, your 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 average uh, attendance is four and a half thousand, right? What we're going to do is because because obviously you've got two thousand this week because Catalan's here or, or Toronto's here, we'll we'll make it up to four and a half like like your average. Because that's the only way this this works for me. Because basically, the more teams you've got in in the expand, you know, trying to expand the game in the top division, you haven't got a big sort of crowd to to come. The less chance you've got to to make you know, to make money. Perhaps, perhaps when they, perhaps when you play Catalan, you you, you know your you, your crowd's going to be be lower. Perhaps perhaps do something with the community for that that week and have it as a community round and get get charities and get people involved. And I'm not saying let people in for free, but you know just put some sort of event on. I mean, you, you could possibly do that or, or target French people. I mean, there's plenty of French people who live in this country, isn't there? I, mean, I don't know how many there are in Manchester and around this area, but 
you know, perhaps target those people. There's, there's got to be ways of, ways of doing it, hasn't there? I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm no sort of marketing guy, but but I'm sure we, we could do something. You know, when you when you know that crowd's going to be lower. I think it's a bit like when you play London as well, isn't it? You, you know, you're not going to get the the massive sort of travelling away support when you play London. So you know, perhaps 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 do something in the community and see if we can get a bigger crowd in that way. I think the TV deal's up shortly, isn't it? So I'm sure Ian Blaze and you know people like that will be be looking at that and thinking, well, all these you know all, all this you know expansion teams coming in, you know, how about giving everyone a lift, you know? Because obviously they are building a, a, a you know a, a teams, aren't they, and building reputation, and it's going to take a while, isn't it, to, to to reach big levels. But I just think you're always going to be kind of handicapped by the fact that you know, say you had four or five expansion teams in. Half of your fixtures, you don't get any any away day revenue. It's gonna it's gonna you know put a lot of pressure on. I think that every club starts to do some down a bit. Um, yes, yeah, so it's like a debate we could have till the cows come home, really. I suppose. <laughs> um, next bit of news: uh, Armed Forces Day on uh, on Sunday. Paul, five pounds if you're a serving uh, soldier or a veteran uh, to watch the match. There's uh, paintballing. The soft rifle range and military military vehicles to explore as well. I think it's fantastic the club doing these uh, these days. Makes it an event uh, for everyone to enjoy and hopefully you know people who go who don't normally go to the game and then we'll be able to entice them in uh, you know for the next game and beyond. Well, yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? And uh, you know we've had a few good events on this season, haven't we? And uh... You know that that's great that we can have this this armed forces day. I think we've had it the last few seasons now, haven't we? And it's been a good success. So I think it's right to re, re, reward people who you know put their lives on the line for our country, and uh, we're hoping to see some uh, some of them down there on on Sunday. But I'm sure it'll be a great day and, and, and a good occasion. I'm not too sure the weather's going to be much copy. It looks like it's going to rain all weekend, wasn't it? But uh, I'm sure it'll be a good day and uh, people will come down. Yeah, uh, looking they're looking for over fifty over fifty mas- over not over fifty mascots. People are over 50 to be the mascots uh, on Sunday, Paul. Um, neither of us are over 50, are we? So we can't get involved, unfortunately. No. Well, that's a long way of 50 yet, mate, for me. If, 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 <laughs> if, if you were 50, Paul, who would you want to walk out with? Oh, that's a good question. Good question. Yeah. Ooh. Put me on the spot. I'd say Chris Wellham. I like Chris Willem. I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's a really good guy, really good pro. Um, always in the same mood, isn't he? Softly spoken guy. Um, he's one of my favourite players, Chris Willem. I've got an awful lot of time for him. Um, yeah, I'd like to walk out with Chris. Chris Willem, uh, yeah. I'm going to walk out with... Um, I'm going to go with Tyrone McCarthy, I reckon. Because he grafts, doesn't he? He works out yeah. every, every game, tackles beyond his... Beyond his you know, weight, you know, always there, but always put his hand up for tough carries. A nice bloke as well, you know, when we spoke to him. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'll go with Tyrone McCarthy. But neither is a 50, so that's not going to happen. You're going to have to wait a while. Well, you won't have to wait as long as me. You're a bit near to 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't rub it in. Um, so if you are if you are over 50 uh, and you want to uh, walk out uh, with the, the boys on Sunday, uh, you've got to contact uh, ShirleyBradshaw49 at gmail.com and get on the list. Uh, my son uh, walked out with the, uh, the players at London uh, last week. He really enjoyed it. 
Uh, I think it's a fantastic thing. I think obviously walking out pre-match, you get this, you know, the noise and the atmosphere. He loved it, uh, and it's probably a memory that's going to be in his head forever. Yeah, he enjoyed the game really on Sunday, and that that was brilliant. That, as I said before, it was a good atmosphere, wasn't it, London? You know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Children having a good time and walking out with the players. And no, I don't think I forget that in a hurry. He seemed really excited after the match as well, so we're not magic. Yeah, fantastic. So if you are over 50 and you want to walk out uh, with the players on Sunday, contact Shirley Bradshaw49 at gmail.com uh, and get yourself uh, on the field. Uh, next bit of news, Paul. Uh, Super League Awards. Uh, we could be in half a chance of winning one of these, Paul, uh, which is something which doesn't normally happen. It has to be said. Um, it's on the 6th of October. Um, it's at the Lowry Theatre in Salford. Uh, basically, it's a 90-minute cinematic experience uh, where they'll show about all of the things that are going on in rugby league uh, and hand the awards out as well. It starts at 5.30 on the 6th of October. Um, it's £20 for a standard ticket or £125 if you want to be a VIP. Um, I think it's great, obviously, that we're in the running. Uh, for a couple of awards, uh, and I'm sure you know if, if Salford are in the mix, you want to be there, don't you? Yeah, certainly, certainly. It sounds uh, sounds a good event, Rob. Sounds a really good event. I wonder what the awards are. I think I think, we're on, I think is it well, Jack Nations must be in the uh, in the mix for the now Steel, uh, and yeah, and uh, and nine levels is three clear. The scoring charts is five games to go. So unless mm. someone bags an hat trick before then, might be on. As long as Ebel keeps scoring, um, yeah. then that'll be. I think we might be on. And I've got a feeling, funny feeling, uh, we'll be celebrating that day. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, next bit of news: uh, Supporters Trust um, are looking for a volunteer to manage, to manage their web content. Uh, they should do the social media, online shop, uh, things like that. It's a big job, Paul, isn't it? Because obviously, you know, the Supporters Trust kind of need to communicate with the fans. Uh, but I'm sure someone will be up for it uh, and do a fantastic job. Yeah, there's a lot of good people knocking about, isn't it? I know they've, they've advertised it, haven't they, on uh, on social media, so I'm sure they'll get hold of somebody who can, who can do that. And it is, you know, but it's just do a good job, don't they? And, um, you know, managing websites is something that's probably a bit over my head, <laughs> to be honest with you, but, uh, but I'm sure somebody will come forward and help them out. Yeah, it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough gig, obviously. Do the, I do the podcast one and I do the, the sports zone one. Uh, and it can be it can be quite difficult times. Everything, obviously, you know, being able to edit stuff and and put stuff on. You know that with the Anorex page, it's not a, it's not an easy job, is it? You know what I mean. But I'm sure there'll be loads of people who have got experience in in you know social media and and, and things, and you know want to help the the uh, supporters stuff out. Uh, hopefully, someone will come up come up with the trumps and uh, and do the bit. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not easy, is it, doing uh, doing stuff like that? I mean, I do quite a bit of writing for for you and the Supporters Trust and anybody who will read it, to be honest with me, I share yeah. it everywhere I can. And it, it, it's difficult sometimes finding time to do it. You know, you've been working and you get back and your wife wants to do something or you want to go out and your kids want to do something. And uh, my missus always says to me, oh, you're always doing something to do with rugby every night when you come home. <laughs> it's like, I can't help it, so... Uh, so you know, you just you just squeeze it in when you can, don't you? But uh, but no, there, there's good people at the club who are doing stuff, and I'm sure somebody will help out Sports Trust and, and, and do that. And you know, Sports um, Trust have done done great, haven't they, since uh, since they formed you know, over last last year? So that's hope that keeps uh, keeps going forward. Yeah, mine's a bit like that as well, but I've got to push myself a bit more. I think obviously podcasts and sports, I need to get myself a bit more out there 
uh, like yourself with these with these uh, match reports and previews and reviews and blogs and you know you're here there and everywhere aren't you with this uh, with the writing? Yeah, I enjoy writing, Robert. I never thought of being any good at it. To well, I don't know if I am any good at it, but I was never very good at school in my sort of English and, and stuff like that. Well, I was. I, I could talk about Salford till the cows go on, but. You know, sort of grave wise and that. You know, my grandma's always been a bit naff, but just like just like writing stuff down. And if people enjoy it, that's all well and good. So uh, as long as somebody reads it, <laughs> <laughs> we all read it, Paul, don't you? Everybody, everybody reads it. You do. You get some fantastic. Uh, you have big numbers early people reading it on the on the podcast, and uh, it's great. Obviously, every week coming up with fantastic, you know, match reports, previews, and like I said, your blogs. It's, uh, it's always a good read, mate. Thank you very much. Bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, if you're interested in in doing the uh, helping the supporters stuff out with their social media content uh, and web uh, content, um, email them at salfordrlfcst at gmail dot com uh, and put your name forward, and they'll obviously sort through the applicants and pick a winner. Uh, other news: um, remember the the bid that we're in, Paul. Uh, Basically, Jack's uh, with Joey Lucic boots, uh, Junior Sal um, boots, and uh, a match ball for the Catalan game. Fantastic uh, effort so far. Joey Lucic boots are at 140 quid. Junior Sal's match boot is at £80. And the match ball for the Catalan um, game is £125. All going uh, to help the reserves next season. Things are fantastic. We've only been on a week. It's a it's a massive uh, massive amount, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Certainly, I've seen some photographs of the of this stuff on uh, on Facebook. I think it was on Twitter. You know, it's a really good pri- prize, aren't they? Or prize, if you if you want to call them prizes. But no, to to have something like that as as one of your possessions. I mean, uh, stuff like that, like that doesn't come along often, does it? You know, boots and, and balls and stuff like that. You know, signed and whatever. It's uh, it'd be great. Yeah, obviously, so. I think it ends on Sunday, so if anyone you know, obviously wants to wants to add to the bids, make sure you get yourself on the interweb on the uh, on the Twitter uh, and uh, put your bid in because obviously all of them are very very good uh, items and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people in for them uh, when it comes to comes push come to shove at the uh, on Sunday. Uh, other news, well, I think this the Soul Good Shop, fantastic start uh, opening. Uh, day on Saturday, uh, Paul. We saw all the pictures. I was I was travelling out of London, so I couldn't get down there. But by the look of it, it was uh, it was even. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I noticed that some photographs on, on Facebook and what have you. It's it's created quite a lot of interest, hasn't it? And there's a focal point there. And I wasn't for us to to sell merchandise and and things like that. And it's going to be open on a match day as well, which is great. And open quite late on a match day. I think it'll be open after the match as well. So that'd be fantastic. That it really will. It's going to. It's going to really help the club in, in, in a good light. And um, I know uh, my sister is coming to the match on, on Sunday. She was a season ticket holder at Salford for a long time, but you know, as you move out of, out of town and things like that, she's, she doesn't go as much as uh, she used to do, but she's coming on Sunday with her, with her baby. She's got a five-month-old baby now as well, so uh, she's bringing little in with her to the match on uh, on Sunday. And she said to me, uh, we're going to go in the club shop, I'm going to take her in there and see if we can treat her to something. So, uh, so yeah, that new a new supporter there on the for, for Salford Red Devils. Yeah, I think that's important, isn't it? I think obviously, like you said, we we get a, a focal point. A lot of people crying out for for the shop. I was one of them because obviously it gives you identity. Not every other club in Super League has a shop you can just go into it and buy 
uh, stuff from and you know we've got this now one now i'm just hoping that people use it you know go down buy stuff as i remember back in the day i used to go bought the one in the willows every saturday every saturday morning and have a chat with uh, i think his name is greg i think every saturday morning i spend like two hours doing the shop back chatting i'd buy a, you know some shorts i'd buy some a t-shirt every week and you know the things like that you know you grow up with doing um, and it helps the club doesn't it yeah it certainly does it was funny because uh, i was rummaging around at my man just today and uh, i found me a pencil case i think i put it on facebook before a salford reds pencil yeah. case from from school and uh, there's a lovely ruler in it i don't think i must have used it much and i think i used to uh, just draw straight lines with me freehand like i didn't bother using a ruler because it's brand new this ruler salford reds ruler so uh I might, I might bestow that on to my kids now because stuff like that, I think it's great. You know, if they could get some merchandise like that in, in, in the near future, you know, pens, pencil cases, and things like that for kids, it just helps spread that word and that, that sort of interest it, amongst young people and you know, school kids and all that. You know, get some talking about the club, especially at the moment when we're doing well and winning matches. I mean, uh, you know, that's great. I think it's a real positive move, move the shop, and uh, I was delighted to see it. You know, the, the, the grand opening of it. I saw uh, an old friend of mine, Vinny. Um, who opened the, the shop? He cut the uh, cut the uh, what do they call it? The, the ribbon. I was going to say card, but I'm not thinking of babies. <laughs> <laughs> cut the ribbon. That's the word I was looking for. So so yeah, I think everybody had a great time when they was down there, didn't they? So uh, so yeah, I was delighted to see that really good positive piece of news. Though. Yeah, I saw your drawing, Paul, and I thought you were channeling using channeling using your third eye for our new signing, but obviously you weren't. So it must have been a mis a miscalculation. But it was a fantastic well, drawing. It has to be said. What was that? No, oh, me, um, oh, that was on my, my Facebook memories. Yes, I was. Like, I'd drawn that two years ago in a restaurant. We, we, was wait, we was waiting. It was on my memories. We were waiting for uh, some tea in a restaurant, and I was right. just playing it. My kids always take colours and, and pens everywhere. They go, they love drawing. So yeah. I don't, they don't get it off me. They get it off Ellen. I think she's very arty. Um, whereas I'm not. I can just about draw a stick on me. Yeah. But so there's always pens and, and cranes knocking about. So uh, I'm always trying to design when I'm with her, getting to draw a rugby kit or something like that so that was, that was my uh, Salford shirt design you <laughs> now Paul I thought you'd gone into some deep trance and sort of started drawing somebody I was like looking at could it, could it be could it be but uh, yeah you know one of them but yeah I'd be uh, I think we should be really kind of framing that and emailing it maybe that could be a good that could be a, a good thing to do I think I've still got it upstairs it was on a server yet so I say yeah get yourself down to Salford Um Get, get, get your stuff bought and let's grow this thing uh, to be bigger and better uh, than it is and uh, hopefully it'll continue to grow and uh, we'll have a big massive club shop one day are you still there Paul? yes yes sorry mate sorry yeah, yeah. Um, that a dramatic pause that yeah well no I think it's, it's right it's very important to have a, have a club shop isn't it I mean you look at all the sides outside Super League, I can't think of many who haven't got a club shop. I mean, a lot of championship sides have them, don't they? And, uh, you know, it's just a focal point, isn't it? It's, I think you, you desperately need one. I think we've really missed out the last few years without having one, so I'm delighted that we have got one. And Yeah, let's hope it grows bigger and bigger. Yeah, so that's uh, all the news, Paul, coming out of Soul for Red Devils uh, this week. Uh, next up, we'll look at all the uh, amateur teams, see what our amateur teams have done uh, this week and what they're going to do uh, with you in your report.
Here is this week's Down in the Detail Amateur Report. Before we get to the nitty gritty of the amateur stuff, we'll just chat about the 1895 Cup. Obviously, it was the semi finals a couple of weeks ago. Lee Centurions were beaten by Widness and Batley were beaten by Sheffield. So it's Sheffield against Widness in the final for that. And the individual award for the man of the match is being chosen. And it's going to have a name to this award. And there's three contenders to have their name put forward for the award it's Ray French, Willie Horn, and Johnny Whiteley. Um, th those uh, sort of great legends of the sport, Ray Frevich MB and Johnny Whiteley MB as well, I must mention. You can vote for this on the Our League. Our League has 113 members. I presume that's the Our League website or the Our League app. I'm not too, too sure, to be honest. But voting closes at 3pm on Friday this week and the name of the award will be revealed shortly after. So you can go on the, the app there and you can vote for the name of the award. I said Ray French, Willie Horn or Johnny Whiteley. So uh, as, you, as we've got in the, the Challenge Cup and the Lance Todd Trophy and we've also got the Harry Sunderland Trophy for the... Uh, the, uh, the winner of the, the Man of the Match at the Grand Final. You've also got the Steve Prescott Man of Steel as well, but supporters can get involved with this and, uh, and name this trophy. So get on their, their website and find out all about that and get your votes in before Friday. We're moving on to the amateur report. Now we'll start off with the North West Men's League this week. There wasn't a lot of results involving our local sides, just Division 1. It was Oldham St. Anne's A18, Wigan Witness Tigers 20, Division 4, it was Saddleworth Rangers A12, Blackpool Scorpions 22. It's North West Finals Day this uh, this weekend coming. All these games are going to be played at Blackbrook in St Helens. It is starting off with the North West Shield Final, it's Blackpool Scorpions versus Newton Storm, that's at 11am. Then it's the North West Trophy Final between Charlie Panthers and Wigan Springview at 1pm. And then at 3pm it's Oral St James against West Bank Bears, that is the North West Cup Final. So get yourselves down to that if you can. Folly Lane are away from home this Saturday. They take on Latchford Albion, that's a Division 1 fixture. Well, as I said, it's quite a short amateur report this week. Finally, we'll turn our attention to the North National Conference League, sorry. Uh, Thato Heath Crusaders beat Rochdale Mayfield by 54 points to nil on Saturday, the 3rd of August, in the Premier Division. Rochdale Mayfield struggling at the foot of the table, just above Thornhill, Trojan and Kelsey. They fight to stay up in the Premier Division. It was a good win for Saddleworth Rangers in Division 1. They beat York Acorn by 30 points to 28. And it was a triple uh, win for our Oldham sides as well. Oldham St Anne's beat Gateshead Storm 40 points to 16 in Division 3. And also in Division 3, Waterhead Warriors beat Millham by 52 points to 12. The fixtures for this Saturday the 10th of August is Rochdale Mayfield against Underbank Rangers, that's in the Premier Division Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers are at home to Wigan St Pat's and in Division 3 it's Gateshead Storm versus Waterhead Warriors and Oldham St Anne's are at home to Lee East That's all I've got for you this week, I shall see you on Sunday, 3 o'clock kick off for Salford against Huddersfield. Take care and have a good week Paul's Amateur Report and next up we'll look forward to the big game against Huddersfield on Sunday. It's time for the Devil of the Details Big Match Preview. So, Sovereign Devils are at home to Huddersfield Giants on Sunday, Paul. Um, playing fantastically well at the moment. Salford, uh, we did kind of get beat against Huddersfield a few weeks ago, it was a bit of a dire performance it has to be said, but opportunity to right a few wrongs now Well yeah definitely it was, a, it was an awful performance wasn't it against Huddersfield in 36-18 I think it was, the second half we just fell apart and collapsed didn't we so uh, so yeah it's going to be a tough one this, I, I'm not um, sort of counting my chickens, I'm not going to uh, so I say we're going to going to win it easily because I think Huddersfield are going to be after bouncing back out and they got absolutely thumped last week against Leeds Rhinos at home 44 points to nil so their coach Simon Wolford 
you know, I'm, I'm sure he's given the rounds of the kitchen this week, and they'll they'll be after a response, won't they? They've got some talented players as well, Rob. Haven't they? They've got, you know, they know Mugs with us for the on the day. They can they can play some good stuff. So, if we can go out there and play the same intensity levels and the same sort of commitment levels and skill levels we played against London, I don't think there'll be a match for us whatsoever. But I think we need to be on our guard because you know sometimes a, a wounded animal, a wounded side, are dangerous. It is. It's going to be fascinating. Obviously, last time we were very very poor. Um, Ian Watson sort of mentioned it in his uh, in his press conference how the boys are going to be you know focused and ready this time. You know, I'm just hoping that the boys don't kind of overcook it because you're a big boxing nut, aren't you? But is it the rumble in the jungle uh, between Ali and is it George Fort? No, um, Joe Frazier. Oh, Joe, Joe Frazier, Frazier yeah. where Joe Frazier kind of lost his lost lost his his cheese and, and went after that, uh, Ali, and Ali kind of like let him punch him out, didn't he? Before before he won the fight. And I kind of hope it's not like that. I'm, sh- I'm sure Ian Watson will keep the boys, you know, in a good position where they are at the moment, mentally, uh, and get the job done. Because what I don't, what I don't want to happen is us get lose our heads, Paul, uh, and try and beat Huddersfield on on the on the first set. Because you know, with Huddersfield, what I noticed last time, they just grind you out. There's nothing, you know, flashy about Huddersfield. All they do is play the sets out and stay in the game. Uh, and after last week's performance against uh, Leeds, you know, they're going to be, you know, looking to bounce back, aren't they? So I'm just hoping that the boys are fully focused, keep themselves in this position where they are now mentally and physically, uh, and you know get the job done. Yeah, and as I said before, they've got some some good young players, haven't they? Macintosh, the fullback's a good player, and they've got the senior twins who are both six foot five, big, big strong athletes. They've got a lad called Jake Wardle, Matty English, who the, the forward had a really good game against us a few weeks ago. So they've got a nice. So a blend of youth and experience. They've got like Jermaine McGilvery in the, in the side and Cruz Lehman, uh, Michael Lawrence, you know, real sort of season pros. I think Leroy Kudjo's out injured at the moment because he, he'll be a big miss for them. Aaron Murphy as well is another really experienced guy. Alex Meller, the uh, the second row man, who was at Bradford, I think he's a, a real good player as well. And Lee Gaskell, we, have, we all know about Lee Gaskell when he was uh, on loan at Salford a few years ago. He's a very, very talented footballer. A real good pair of hands, classy standoff, really Gaskell, and he had he had a really good game against us last time. So they have got the players in the, in the squad there to, to cause us problems. Yeah, and we've got, we've just got to be on our guard, and they've got a big pack of forwards as well. So our forwards need to number up, and um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get over the line, but going to be going to be a tricky one. Yeah, Matthew English, like you said, was fantastic against us um, last time. He's going to have to be watched, I think. Uh, uh, Kumatai always a danger. Um, Gaskell, you know, blows hot and cold for me, but you know, he could he could, he could be a match winner. Uh, and Jermaine McGilvery always makes big meters in the early in the set, um, and he has to be watched as well because he can score tries as well, which is which is you know important. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of the boys, you know, keeping the performances going, and, and you know, if you beat Huddersfield, uh, that 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 shows you know how far we've come, and it shows we're moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's a big game against Huddersfield, isn't it? When you think about the some of the other fixtures this this weekend, I mean, I've just I've just kept my eye on the scores tonight. We're going to win it tonight against Hawkeye, twenty four eighteen. Just scored, but it's been toe to toe that one so far. It was twelve apiece at half time, and it was eighteen eighteen. It's twenty four eighteen now that one. So we could do with Hawkeye doing us a favour there and uh, and beating uh, and beating Wigan. But Catalans are getting beat sixteen eight at Leeds, so that's a big result for us because Catalans are fifth, aren't they? So. You know, if things stay what like they are now, if we win on Sunday, we'll go fifth. We'll go above Catalan. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed. I mean, I'm not saying fingers crossed because I don't really want Leeds to win, but um, it's a bit of a tricky one, man. I don't want Leeds to win, but I don't want Catalan to win. So, uh, 
But yeah, we, we, we're going to be there or there and about. But we've just got to do our job, haven't we? We've just got to go out there and do our job on uh, on Sunday and uh, forget about what other scores are going on. And we don't, don't want to rely on other teams doing us favours. We've got to keep approaching each game as it comes and, uh, and doing the business ourselves. And you know, let, let our rugby league do the talking and uh, I'm sure the league table will take care of itself. What's the weather going to be like, Paul? It's going to rain, isn't it? Someone was telling me today it's going to rain all weekend, so let's just have a peek. Uh, it's been terrible today. We had thunder and lightning. I was working in Presswich this afternoon. It was thundering and lightning, and then the sun came out for five minutes. Then it started chucking it down again. So uh, it's just got rain all week on my phone, mate. So uh, 17 degrees in rain on Sunday. So that could come into play, couldn't it? You know, it might be a sloppy pitch. Well, I'd say sloppy pitch. The pitch always looks in immaculate condition at Salford, but you know, if there's rain and that, might be a bit heavy going. So perhaps there won't be as many points scored as. Perhaps we thought, perhaps we be a bit of a tight game. I'm not too sure on Sunday. Has it been rain? I've been in, I've been in the cinema all day, mate. Watching uh, Lion King. You, have you seen Lion King? I've seen the cartoon. I went to the, the cinema years ago when I was a kid to watch the cartoon. Version. I remember being a bit upset about it. It's uh, quite sad, isn't it? it, it it's it, so the new one. Sorry, I advise anyone who, who likes watching the the new one's amazing. Sorry, the the yeah. the, 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 anim, the animatronic. Sometimes you think, is it is it a real lion? You know what I mean? It's, it's that it's that good. Um, but yeah, it's a, that's a quick one for me. That if you got the chance to, um, you know, go to the cinema, that'd be my pick of the summer holidays. Certainly uh, one for the uh, for the Swinton supporters. That I suppose the Lion King, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was fantastic for us. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so you're you're saying it's going to rain. Make sure that you wear your big coat um, so we don't get wet. Um, give us your score prediction, Paul. Right, well, I might change this after looking at the weather. <laughs> so, hang on a sec, what have I done with it? It's on the back of my League Express, let's yeah. just see. I've gone for Salford 36, Huddersfield 16, but when I came home tonight, I thought, oh, I might change my prediction. I don't know, I'm going to stick with that, I'm going to stick with that. I had another one in my head, a lower scoring game, but no, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with that. Stick with, what was it, 36? 36-16, mate. 36 Right. Have you got any? Who's going to score? Have you got like a little story, or just going for the score? I think Chris Wellen's going to score again and keep this um, this this run going. I need to do a bit of research and, and find out. I'm sure Tech Seven's got about eight, nine, or ten in a row. Maybe I'm sure it was nine in a row, something like that. And I can't quite remember what the record is for consecutive tries in, in, in consecutive games. But Chris Wellen's got seven now. I'm sure it is. So I'm hoping he keeps his run going on. Uh, on Sunday, I think he'll bag a brace on, on Sunday. Didn't Nathan Mac- uh, didn't Nathan Mackerel score nine? Yeah, well, that's I thought he'd equaled Evans's record or, or he'd surpassed it. I'm not too sure now. We need to do some some research. So I'm gonna go wet weather. We've got big forwards. We can deal with rain. Bolford twenty eight. What is the 28-10 and uh, Ryan Lemon before oh. his, new, uh, his extension if he plays if he plays he's in the 19 he's in the squad yeah he should play so that's, we're halfway there um, oh yeah I think that's, that's going to be the, uh, the one I reckon yeah I'll settle for that Rob I think any win will do as well won't it? I mean not even a big win you know, a two-point win, any win at this stage of the season is massive, isn't it? So, uh, no, any any win will do me on, on Sunday. 
Yeah, it's been a you know fantastic uh, period for us, hasn't it? With the with all the wins in a row, and hopefully they'll continue that uh, that good run. Because I think that's what it's all about. I think you just started bringing you know three, four, five wins together, and you're, you're in the mix, aren't you? Well, yeah, you look at the table now, we've got 24 points, haven't we? And um, you know, 12 wins, 12 defeats. I think Warrington are second on 30 points. That's sort of three wins more than us. But if you look at the games we've tossed away, particularly the, the game at the, the Magic weekend where we should have won, the St. Helens away game we, we probably should have won, there's four points. That would have you sort of third in the table, wouldn't it? And I think there's a couple more we could we could chuck in there as well, isn't there? So, uh, you know, at least one of the Wigan games at home, there's six points. We could have been sat in second place now. So, you know, at, whereas it's been a great season for us so far, it could be even better if we keep going now and find this consistency. And, uh, you know, it'd be a real shame if we weren't to get in the top five now, you know, after all the work that we've put in this season and the adversity that we've had as well. So let's just, fingers crossed, we can just keep going and just get over the line in these last five games. Yeah, uh, so that's the end of this week's show. Another great show, Paul. Really enjoyed this one. Yeah, really enjoyed it. We'll have to do it a bit earlier next week, though, because we've, uh, <laughs> you know, doing it on a Friday is a bit of a rush. But no, I've enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the chat, mate. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Yeah, big thanks to you this week's uh, Devil in Detail. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contacts. Well, big thanks for listening. That's been Paul Whiteside. I've been Rob Parkinson, and we'll see you next week on the Devil in Detail. Day. Live. Radio contact.